Are you ready? Hey there, you are listening to Think Tank Millionaire Podcast, where on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you get an unfiltered, raw, and authentic conversation about the challenges of being an entrepreneur and tips and tricks on how you can scale your business to the next level. If you are looking to scale your business, then get ready to buckle up. Introducing our host, Alexa Diagostino. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Think Tank Millionaire podcast, a podcast where you have real entrepreneurs talking about real problems and giving you real solutions to fix them and help you scale to the next level. And hello, everyone. My name is Alexa Degasino. I am your host. Today, we're going to be discussing your business isn't grown because you probably just suck at sales. Um, today, I have with me some of my awesome business partners, Susie and Tanya, and we have a special guest. And let me tell you how incredible this is for all of you uh, to learn from one of the best salespeople I've ever met. And I'm introducing our newest partner, Matthew. Uh, Matt is a veteran sales expert with over seven years experience, having sold 50 million and over in high ticket contracts. Like talk about, holy crap. Uh, Matt has taken over 5,000 sales calls himself and has led three teams, not one, not two, three teams to multi-million dollar revenues. He's also been part of teams, uh, seven comma club awards, which is incredible. So he is just a powerhouse and I'm so excited to talk about sales today. You want to know why? Because I actually hate sales. Um, you guys know it's why I never do sales. Um, it's probably my least favorite topic. So let's Let's just jump right into that question. Like, why do you think most people just freaking hate sales like me? It's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate you guys having me on and uh, excited about the future and the partnership. So um, this one, I thought about this a little bit this morning. I, I was I was working out and I was on the treadmill and I was like, you know what, you know, what's the best way to answer this? And it was really simple and straightforward. Most people, I believe, hate sales or dislike it, right? is because they have a wing it mentality. They have no process they follow, right? They, they wing it. And some people do have a process. The problem with, with their process, a lot of times it's not a good process and uh, it stresses them out. It makes them feel salesy. And I think when you feel salesy, you're, you're, you're not gonna like something. Um, and and that, that typically leads to diminished conviction in sales and the lack of a repeatable process leads to, you know, that, that, uh, diminished conviction, which leads to, you know, uh, diminished sales, which takes the place, um, and, and moves into a place of like dislike or hate. And so I, I believe it's, you know, the answer to it for me, at least is just a lack of a process to have conviction behind and confidence behind. Love that Matthew. And I agree. I, th- for me, I feel, um, what I see in most of our students and why they hate sales is their mindset around sales, right? It, it, it's almost the, the word sales, right? It, it's people look at it um, as having to sell, right? But when really truly sales is having a human to human interaction and a conversation, right? And I think that the more, uh, you know, we can have people look at sales that way that it's really just connecting and, and a conversation. I think that, um, you know, their mindset will change a little bit around it. And to, to piggyback on that, um, I was taught, we, we had a coaching session the other day and I was telling them my very first high ticket sales experience, um, was in a program I actually took, I was in, in the program to become, you know, whatever they were selling at the time and, uh, ended up not liking it and moved into the sales side with them. Um, they gave me an opportunity over there. And I remember, I didn't know much about sales. 
but I knew how to have conversations, human to human interaction. And I actually did really well with my first opportunity in high ticket sales because of that very thing. I just had a normal conversation. It was human to human. I wasn't trying to be, you know, have one liners. I wasn't trying to do this or overthink it. I just kept it simple and it worked really well for me. thing that to marry both of what you guys are saying is if you don't spend any time with me, I'm all about relationships and communication. And the idea is sales is about an effective communication that moves people to action. And when we get out of our own way and Tanya used the word mindset, and you use the word, you know, processes and systems. And when you put those together, it takes the fear away and it increases confidence. And so if you look at this person as, hey, they may have a need I can serve. And if they do, great. And if they don't, that's okay too. You know, we get so tied up in the en- energy of, oh, what if they don't say yes? Okay. You know, so what? Who's next? Um, I think there's such an importance that we, we, we have both of those together and that we stop saying we hate sales. You know, we like people and I know people who hate people and then they hire out their sales. But if you can have a conversation, I always say, if you've ever recommended a restaurant, a book, a movie, gotten your kids to get their shoes on to make the bus in time, you have sold somebody. You have effectively communicated to get them to take an action that was good for them. And when you shift that with your mindset and you have the processes to do that and follow up, it's a no brainer. So I love that you both brought that up. It, it puts it together. That's funny, Susie, because if you if you remember our, our August event, when Tanya made everybody go, I love sales, um, which was so hilarious, right? Um, and, you know, I think one of the most important things to think about is like a lot of times you you hit it, right? That if they don't love sales, it's, it is a confidence issue. And it might not be that you're not confident in yourself. It could be that you're not confident in your offer too. And, you know, that that's one angle. Like, I think I'm pretty confident what what I do. Um, I just don't like talking to people, right? That's just not my, I, I like being in the background and be, being behind the scenes. Um, but at the, at the same time, I am confident what I'm doing. So when I do jump on, there's a difference of liking sales and being good at sales. I'm good at sales because I believe in myself and I'm confident in myself and I'm confident in my offer. And so that's why I'm good at sales. Um, and obviously I, I have some skills, but I'm nowhere, I'm not a Matt or a Susie or a Tanya in sales, right? Um, and so I think confidence is a really, really big thing um, that I think that, you know, most people that say they hate sales, it's just they're, they're not confident. So in saying that, you know, it, we have a bunch of people listening right now and, you know, some might not be confident, some might have confidence, whatever the case may be. Um, if we were going to have them walk away with that one thing, that one difference maker um, between closing a sale and not like, what do you think is the one thing that makes somebody go, yes, I'm going to buy right now? I think the big thing is, I don't think I know for a fact, you have to truly understand what the problem or problems your service or product solves. Now, let me say that one more time. You have to understand what problems your, you know, your solution, your service, your product solves. And if you don't understand that, like how in the world can you attempt to persuade people or, and I use that term persuade in a, in a, you know, integrity filled way, um, persuade somebody to work with you. Like how, how's that going to happen? Which is why a lot of people fall back on the features of us, of their solution. Right. And, and they go through a call and they ask random questions. Right. We've all, we've seen it. We've heard it. They ask random questions they get random responses and then they pitch their features hoping something sticks, right? And, and if, if we wanna help others at the highest level, you have to understand what problems you solve and then get really, really, really good at asking questions that help your prospect understand what problems they have so you can be the solution, 
That's the way. So that, that's the way I look at it. It's also too, like, sometimes people think that the sales call is just the 30, 40, 60 minutes you're on the sales call. But like a lot of people are not putting the effort in before and after to build that trust. And trust to me is the most important thing. So building rapport on, on the call, um, building, um, you know, trust in that call. So by the time you're at the end of the call, somebody's like, wow, I really trust this person, but it's very, there's very few people in the world that's, that's going to drop five, 10, 15, $20,000 on the phone with somebody if they don't know you. Um, and so for me, it's the trust building process is as soon as they enter your system. And that's something that is incredibly important and having consistency in what you're putting out there and what you say on the sales call and making sure it's consistent. Because when they get conflicting things, it, it just confuses them. Um, so to me, if I had to pick one thing, that's the difference of closing a sale or not, it's trust. And trust is not always built in that one sales call. Again, the, to piggyback on that, the, <laughs> there was a clubhouse line to piggyback on that um, with, with trust. I think it's that it goes back to the whole relationship thing. You would never meet somebody on the first date and go, Hey, you want to get married? Like we got a date. Maybe I went on. <laughs> I feel like I did My that. Husband did. I'm not, not going to lie. Pretty, I, I probably did pretty quick. He asked me to marry him three months after he kissed me the first time. Um, no, no, no. Yeah. Oh, three weeks, we got married. We got married three months later. We known each other a little while, but you know, usually let me just say that we don't say, Hey, on the first time. And so people get all worked up with it. Oh my gosh, I got to do this versus, Hey, I want to build trust with you. I want to get to know you. I want you to get to know me. And I think when, and so Matt and I were talking earlier about with Alexa about this mindset thing, because it's such a buzzword now, I think it's that whether you call it your personal relationship with yourself, your mindset, your energy, what you go into the meeting with, like, if I know, like Matt said, your problems and I can articulate them and I can help you feel like I will give you relief from that pain or I will move you to that pleasure because our brains are wired to respond to either avoiding pain or seeking pleasure. Who am I not to offer it? And if, and then you're going to want it because I'm not talking about my program and my six courses and my seven worksheets. I'm saying working with me is going to help you and then fill in the, the pain point. What would your life look like without that? And so when you look at that, that's how you build trust by caring about what's going on with them. I love that, Susie. And I think when we talk about this trust factor, it's the listening skill. Like if I had to pick a, a one thing, and I think that a lot of people lack on any type of a sales call, um, you know, whether it be the first round or second round, it's it's the listening skill, right? And it's it's a lot of self-discipline and it is like Matthew said, having that process, what is your process of listening? right? Are you repeating back what they say? Are you digging and asking more questions, right? You know, at the end of the day, it's always what's in it for me, for, for the person that's on the other line, on the other side, and, you know, they want to feel heard. So I think that that's something important. One tip I want to give there, give you all as you're listening with that, uh, listening, a study just last week that 70% of sales calls when they did it were the salesperson talking and you want it to be about 40%. And so how to do that, this is the tip I'm going to give you, is when you ask them, you know, what one of their pain points is, and they tell you, let's say it's, you know, um, I can't get leads in my business, and I work all day long, and I'm just not getting traction. And so what you can do in that moment is they, as they, you hear that is say, it seems to me that you're really frustrated with your lead system. And then you pause, you do that thing that we don't do well when we're high energy is you shut up and you count to three or four. And in that moment, they will start telling you more. 
So if you use an it seems to me kind of statement, it leads them to emotion. They will tell you more, write it down because what they just gave you is the deeper level of their problem. And when you um, align with that, you're going to outshine all your competition. So it seems to me and then shut up. Go ahead, Matt. I love Matt's version of raising his hand, by the way. <laughs> like, like it's school. Hey. Hello. Um, no, I love that, Susie. And to, to piggyback, that's, I guess that's the word to use for this. Um, one of the old school tricks, the, the OGs out there that are in the sales world, will, we've all heard this before, um, is your, the mute button on your phone is your friend. So a lot of times if you keep the mute button on, then it gives you that delay where you have to unmute it first. Yep. So that's a cool little tip. If, if you're somebody that's newer to sales, use the mute button. I mute myself all the time because <laughs> I just, otherwise I'll just talk. So uh, we kind of already started to go into this, right? So, I mean, we, we have listeners, they want to get better at sales. That's why they're listening to this. So let's give, let's each give a tip. What, what are your tips to improve right now, immediately something they could integrate right now. And I know we already gave a few tips, but um, I, I want to go in and give them a few more little tips. I'll go first for this one. Um, we talked about a couple different ones already. Obviously we talked about processes. We talked about, you know, listening better, um, the mute button, things like that. The one I would say though, uh, a lot of individuals are, you know, you, you take a course or you read a book or you do this or that they'll find the process they want to use. But what happens is they'll lose their self in the process. And so my, my advice would be be yourself, no matter what sales process you're using. Um, you don't need to sound like so-and-so. You don't need to do it like so-and-so. Like Be yourself, but then use that process at the same time. So that would be my piece of advice. So should I use the F word in, I mean, <laughs> in my sure. sales process? If your avatar is used to that, go for it. Uh, that was kind of, kind of a joke. Susie, you want to go next? Uh, yeah, I raised my hands. Uh, the thing I think is so important if you want to improve immediately is you set the expectation for the call. We are not having coffee. We are not chatting. What happens on so many sales calls? How are you doing? What's going on? And you, ha- and, you, and you kind of stumble your way into the fact that it's a discovery sales call. When you set the expectation up front and you say, here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to use our time. At the end of this time, if you know, this looks good to you, are you at a place where you can make a decision? You know, I'm going to hear, I'm going to offer some advice. I always say this and, and I'm going to help you solve a problem. And then I'm going to, you know, talk about whether we're a good fit. You work with me, I work with you. We'll see. But either way, it'll be a good 30 minutes. That way it's, it, it just takes that awkwardness out of they know you're there to offer them something. And so when you set the expectation at the front, um, that is so helpful in making the conversation go well. And the way you wrap your mind around that is you, you don't get wiggy about setting the expectation. Is that a word? You don't get wiggy about it. You think about it like this. If I, if I was at an event with you and we all had hamburgers with onions on them and I offered you a piece of gum, cause now we're going to go sit in the bar. And I said, Hey, Alexa, you want a piece of gum? Alexa goes, yeah. Hey, Matt, want a piece of Matthew? You want a piece of gum? Mm, nah, I am not going to have a come apart because he didn't like my offer. He didn't need it at the time. He's like, I didn't have onions. I don't chew gum. If you go in setting the expectation with an energy of this is as much about me interviewing you and seeing if you're a good fit for me as you interviewing me. And if you say no, it's no skin off my nose. It's no big deal. There's a zillion more people who need what I have. The energy shifts and you can set an expectation in a way that guides the conversation. I love that, Susie. And in in part of setting the expectations and, you know, when we think about the closing part of the sale, I think, you know, it's a lot about the pre-qualifying questions and the questions we ask, right. And to be able to shape what part 
I want to say what part of your offer that you bring to the forefront. So if I had to give one piece of advice, it'd be not to have diarrhea of the mouth and say every aspect of what you do and why you do it and the feature, but more of the benefit that's going to be the solution to that main problem that you, you uncovered right during the, either whether it was the pre-qualifying questions or during the call. Um, so that would be my one piece of advice. I think it's so easy for us to all get so excited about our offers and want to see everything that we do, but I would say lead with the one thing that was the biggest pain point of the person that you're speaking to. It's also like, it kind of goes back to the listening point, but, um, slow down. Like sometimes we want to, we get so excited and and like we talk so fast, like slow down. It's actually, even on video, people say to do that too, where you should be talking so slow that it's uncomfortable to talk this slow, but it's how people can process better when you talk slow like this, but like, that was weird. That was so slow. Right. But it's so important to talk slow because people, we lose people and keep it simple. Like we always want to sell a million things. Like think about when you go to a grocery store, you go to a diner and you look at the menu and there's like, ah, how many times have you gone? And you're like, I don't know what to get. Well, this is why people are always Yes, why are you successful, Alexis? Because I wear the same thing every day. When I go to the diner, I order the same exact thing. Like I don't procrastinate and I'm boring as hell. I have literally oatmeal in the morning, tuna for lunch. Like I'm so freaking boring because I just make decisions, but like, that's the way your brain has to process. If you go on a sales call and you're like, well, we have option A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Uh, this one's that price. This helps with this. Like people are going to be like, uh, let me think about this. And when people say, let me think about this, let's, uh, reconnect, you will never, you lost the sale. Um, so slow down and keep it simple. It is just so important. Um, so, I mean, we, we could probably go on literally for hours on this topic because it, it is, there's so much to say about sales. Um, and it's literally, I don't care who you are, you need to be good at sales um, because you're, you're always selling every day. You're selling yourself. You're, you're selling, Susie, you said it this morning on a call. You said, I even sell, you know, my husband, when I want to go to a restaurant that he doesn't want to go to, I have to sell it, you know, right. You're always going to be selling something. It's one of the most important skills as a human, not even as an entrepreneur, as a human that you have to have, and you have to improve and you're not going to wake up and be good at sales. Like you have to perfect it and you have to, analyze what you could have done better, listen to your sales calls, record them, listen to them back um, and look at how you can improve. So um, just, I know we're going to do a lot more of these and, and welcome Matt to the family. I don't know what you were thinking, but um, <laughs> you're, you're in for a roller coaster, brother. Um, but we are so excited to have you. And I know that you're going to be back on this podcast. We're going to talk a lot about sales on this podcast because it's a big part of building a business. Um, so excited to have you. So what last words do we have here? Last words. Wow. Last words. Last words. There's so many things to say. Um, all right. Last quick tip. When you start a sales call, uh, don't talk about the weather. I'll leave you. <laughs> My last thing I would say is ask questions first, right? Practice listening. Prescription before diagnosis is malpractice. That was good. <laughs> Look at Susie's face. Ooh, She's like, Ooh, that was hot. I'm writing that one down. Prescription. <laughs> before diagnosis is not helpful. Um, I malpractice. Am, <laughs> mal, malpractice. I like that yeah, way you said it better. My last thought uh, would be make friends with sales. Make friends with it. Get comfortable with it. And you do that by stop telling yourself you hate sales. Understand that your business and your business success is based on 
the ability to make a sale because that's where the money comes in. Your life success is about being able to have those effective conversations that move people to action. So stop saying I hate sales and make friends with sales. Do whatever you have to do to get it in the happy column. I already feel like I not only improved the sales, but maybe I, I like it a little more. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Totally kidding. All right. So for everyone listening, for you to get access to all of our podcasts, you can go to our website, thinktankcoaching.com. Think is with a Y-T-H-Y-N-K. Interested in having us help grow your team? Drop us an email at support at thinktankcoaching.com. Uh, or you could go ahead and go follow me on Instagram and, and you could shoot me a DM podcast and it's Dr. Dr. Alexa D'Agostino. So thank you guys and see you in our next episode. Oh, 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 oh,